On episode 28 of the Violence Design Lab podcast, I'm talking about training to design. It's no secret that one of my missions is to train the next generation of violence designers, and I think one great way to accomplish this is through internships or apprenticeships. So this week, I've got an interview with a mentor, as well as several interns who are training to be violence designers. Out swords and to work with all. Welcome to the Violence Design Lab podcast. Now here's the mad scientist himself, David Barefoot. Greetings, David here. Thanks for tuning in. If you're just joining the podcast, I am a theatrical violence designer that's here to encourage you to enter the world of stage combat, to coach you towards choreographing better fights, and to train you to tackle the challenges of theatrical violence design. I've been staging fights and violence for professional theater since 1992, and I want to use those 25 years of experience to give back to our fascinating craft and to train the next generation to make it even better. That's why this episode is near and dear to my heart. I have long bemoaned the dearth of resources to help bridge the gap between actors trained as fight performers or combatants and those who would design the fights and choreograph the violence that we see on our stages. There's just not a lot of resources out there to help bridge that gap from performer to violence designer. One of the ways I really support to bridge that gap is through internships or apprenticeships. And today, we are going to be speaking to a mentor and several interns. We're highlighting Victor Bayona of R&D Choreography of Chicago, who himself started out as a violence design intern under me, later became a full-fledged designer and a partner in the company later on, and has now gone on to mentor several other interns. I'm going to have four past and current interns of R&D Choreography on as well to give the perspective from that side. So we're going to go to the interview. Do keep in mind that we were trying to pull together five separate people in different locations with varying bandwidths, including one intern who was actively waiting to go into an audition, so she's on a mobile device. So some of the sound quality may be a little bit uh, buggy, but please bear with us because there's a lot of great information in this episode. So without further ado, here we go. Hey everyone, this is David Bareford with the Violence Design Lab podcast. This week we've got an interview uh, with some interns. Uh, Our friends over at uh, R&D Choreography out in Chicago have agreed to do a a little internship evaluation for me. I've long been a proponent that violence designers should be mentoring the next generation. It's one of the reasons that I started this podcast in the first place. And One of the things that we did um, sort of through happenstance at at one point was to take on one of the now partners of of R&D, Victor Bayona, as an intern. And then he eventually grew to become a full partner. That tradition continued with R&D. They are now on their, I believe, fourth interns of two sets. We have uh, two of the current interns, Amanya Narula and Nicholas Cabrera. And we also have Chloe Baldwin, who is uh, an intern from a previous run with R&D, who's now out working on her own. So, hey, guys, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? How's everyone doing? Now, each of you came into R&D with some prior background in stage combat. It wasn't like the first time that you had ever uh, picked up a sword or, or done any any kind of uh, stage combat. Could you describe what background you came into R&D with? 
Uh, maybe start with you, Almanya. Hi. I I graduated from Columbia College Chicago. I was a, I was a double major, double minor, but I was a theater student. Prior to that, I'd done、uh, some martial arts. I'd done、um, taekwondo and、uh, kickboxing. Stage combat that wasn't a thing in Thailand, where I'm from. I studied under、uh, fight master David Woolley and John McFarlane and、uh, David Yandorf, and I certified with the SAFD,、uh, Society of American Fight Directors, and the BASSC, which is the British equivalent of that.、Um, certified in the basic weapons, and I wanted to I wanted to continue doing that after graduation. I started teaching combat when I was at Columbia, but I wasn't really sure how to go about setting up. Kind of a company, or like how to put myself out there, or how to you know really be a choreographer in a production. Like Columbia taught me the skill, but it didn't teach me like how to be the fight choreographer. And so that's kind of that's kind of why、uh, I reached out to Rick and Vic. Wonderful,、uh, Chloe. What about you? So I、uh, I guess that my first kind of foray into the violence world was in middle school. I did fencing, and that was my favorite, and I loved、nice. it so much. Yeah, dabbled in a couple other martial arts, and then when I was actually in my freshman year of high school, I went to a high school out in the suburbs, and、um, I got to be in a production of Peter Pan and Wendy at my local theater, and it was fight choreographed by some lovely people named David and Rick. Yeah. Um, and so I met you guys when I was like 14 years old, and then as soon as、uh, we had like that first workshop for that for that production, I was like, "Oh, dang, this is what I want to do." So I、uh, I started taking、um, different classes and doing more martial arts, and then of course at theater I did more shows and started fight captaining and、um, eventually helping out with choreography. And then when I got towards the end of high school, I started choreographing myself and、um, also talking to Vic. About potentially stalking him while I was in college. <laughs>、uh, so、um, once I got to college, I、uh, basically was just like, "Hey, could I follow you around? Would it be all right if I just like, you know, I'm happy to carry swords, you know, whatever you guys want to do?" And Vic was like, "Yeah, that's how I started out with the company. So let's do it." For me, it was such a good way to get into the theater world of Chicago and learn about how to. Connect with companies in that way, and like watching you guys and how you interacted with them, and was a really good model for me professionally, which was really especially helpful. So I did kind of a four-year apprenticeship type thing, I would say. Then graduated from DePaul this spring, and also kind of graduated from the R and D apprenticeship program. I've done, you know. A huge amount of productions now on my own, which has been amazing. I actually just did, which I'd love to talk to you about, my first short film. So that's my background. That's my stuff. What about you, Nick? Mine's actually a little bit similar to Almanya's. I did take、uh, stage combat classes at Columbia College as well, also studying under John McFarland and David Woolley. But before that, it was actually freshman year of college. I found Forte's of Fitness and started training there、uh, with historical combat, and I had my interview with Rick at their off-year event, their martial arts workshops. And I was just like, "Hey, I'm the one who emailed you about the internship," and we had this, we had the same class together, which is really cool. But、uh, that's kind of like where what my background experience when it came to stage combat came from, coming into、uh, R and D choreography. Fabulous, and we have、uh, sufficiently stalled long enough that、uh, Victor Bayona, one of the partners of R and D Choreography, has has got his tech issue solved and has joined us. Hey, Vic, how are you? Hello, I'm well. How are you? 
Doing great, doing great. So I mentioned briefly at the top of the episode that uh, you sort of started as an intern yourself with R&D. Can you explain how you came to do that? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I was, um, I had had some experience in college sort of experimenting with stage combat, not having had any sort of formal training, uh, just sort of figuring things out by uh, trial and error with a hand, handful of friends. I remember having so much fun with it, but not really having an outlet to continue or to do more work. Uh, and so I just started looking online for opportunities. I, but I ended up finding R&D choreography, just doing a Google search, really. Uh, they responded actually right away, a day or two later. I met you guys and I shadowed for maybe a good year or so, you know, quietly accumulated knowledge and, and soaked things up as I, as I followed you around. You came in at right the right time, and we had never had an intern before, and we thought, well, uh, okay. So we brought you on. We got completely fortunate and lucky that uh, that we got someone of your, your caliber um, just sort of as a luck of the draw. But now you've had actually more experience than me selecting interns. You've done at least four at this point. What do you look for in an intern? How do you go about choosing an intern? We've been fortunate in that we haven't had to choose so much as um, accept. <laughs> We've had some wonderful candidates come up to us and um, as evident in our roster here right now. Uh, but I would say if I had to choose among a group of candidates, I would probably look for someone who is uh, passionate about stage combat and about learning more, who shows signs of being a good teacher, good communicator, you know, being a good stage combatant is certainly always helpful, but I would probably prioritize those qualities in that order. Interesting. Okay, so how about this, interns? So let's flip this around. Choosing a mentor is a pretty uh, big decision, and it can affect your career in many ways, both philosophically and uh, in a network sense. How do, you, how do you choose a mentor? I mean, I know Vic found me out of, out of the phone book, and that, that's cool, but uh, what do you look for in a mentor? Um, I know I'm definitely biased because the first exposure that I had to stage combat was through you guys. But um, over the years, I've had a lot of different teachers, SAFD, uh, all those different Mm -hmm. certifications and things like that. And what I've found is that when I look, specifically in stage combat, when I look for a mentor there, and, you know, I have other mentors in other ways, but, of course, you guys are, like, my main mentors. So um, I'd say that I look for someone who's willing to communicate, um, kind of the same thing um, in that department. People who are logical and safe about the way they go about it, uh, but also willing to um, experiment and create, because I think those two things can go hand in hand. I also look for mutual respect, because I have a great deal of respect for anyone that um, that I'm mentoring and um, and I've found you guys to just, you know, respect me as a human and a person and an artist, and I appreciate that so much. So, I, um, you know, meeting Nick and understanding that he was from Forte's, understanding what that whole society was all about, I was really into historical accuracy and actually taking, like, you know, moves from his page as opposed to modifying targets or modifying how you fight stage and that, that was one of the things that I was like very interested with which is why I contacted uh, R&D there's this there's always this like friendly environment you know I obviously don't know as much as as Rick and Vic do <laughs> but you know I'm able to contribute or 
I'm able to, you know, take this like knowledge, you know, from them you know, just by watching what they do and whatnot. Yeah. And that to me, that to me was very, very important. For me, it was really because I started at Forteza, I had a lot of experience of like, this is what historical martial arts can do. And I wanted to uh, incorporate that into stage combat and the teachers I had and like working within the SAFD system, they have a very, this is the way that we do it. And this is the way that we're always going to do it. It, it was for me, it, I felt it kind of to be uh, limiting, like a lack of creativity because it's like, if, if I have to do the same move, the exact same way, every time uh, I'm just making the same exact thing somebody else is making. So when I found out about Rick and Vic and how they're really about like making it more his incorporating at least more historically accurate stuff uh, that really got me excited. And then as I interned with them and got to see actually like a lot of the philosophies they had about stage combat that were different from the SAFD, a lot of it was stuff I kind of like, Oh, I agree with that as well. Like, speed being like like as fast as you can possibly go is the speed that we want and i was like yeah because that looks like a fight and i want my fights to look like a fight <laughs> so how about amanya and nick since you're currently interns describe a, a day in the life what do you what does an intern do and a lot of it is kind of like sitting there and watching and observing and like seeing how that they do their thing uh, every now and then though you know you uh sometimes actually get up and help out uh when we did the scottish play there was just like so much fighting in there we had like a big group melee and stuff like that that the stuff that i knew while vic or rick were there or maybe only one of them could be there and the other one was at another show that we were doing uh, i would step in and help the actors with the choreography uh one time i had to be there by myself and <laughs> help finish the <laughs> help finish teaching the macbeth mcduff fight uh, which was it was kind of awkward just because it's like <laughs> I'm I'm just the intern I'm not like really in charge I don't know what my authority is and stuff like that but the actors there were actually super supportive and very helpful to work with. Also, the, the one thing that I that that's actually really really helped though is uh, being able to receive emails from the. Uh, Say that again. Yeah, you, you had broke up a little bit. You were explaining that you get uh, R and D's uh, group emails. Yes. So yeah, that's been one of that's one been one of like a lot of my learning came from these uh, emails and to just read how like if there was like a crisis situation, you know, in a um, in a show, like for example, weapon malfunctions or you know injuries or whatnot, and how uh, Rick and Vic would handle that with productions that I like was, you know, the productions that I was booked as the fight choreographer and how to kind of, I kind of stole, for lack of a better term, their their kind of way of handling situations like that, handling weapons, handling, and like crisis handling. Also, uh, making sure that they get daily reports every day, rehearsal reports, that knowledge was super helpful for me. Yeah, so you're saying there's a lot of that that in-between stuff. Like it's not, you know, the stage combat technique and it's not even the formal here's how you design a show, but it's like a, a lot of the business minutia right. that, that totally gets dropped that you would otherwise right. have to just learn by trial and error. Right. Also, uh, sometimes you, they might also ask us because R&D gets pretty busy a lot of the time. They might ask one of the interns like, hey, can you read and do up a fight plan for this play? 
and the first time I got to do that was a really really weird play that I don't know if I can say it's, <laughs> I don't know if I can say it's name yet um but it was super weird and bizarre as a first uh play to do a fight plan for awesome hey vic now I know when a lot of people hear the word intern, they've experienced interns in like an office setting or something like that. And I know a lot of office managers and professional people who kind of inwardly, they kind of groan. They're like, oh, interns. That What that's going to do is, <laughs> it, you know, supposedly it's because it's, it's going to reduce my workload. But everyone knows it actually adds to my workload. How much does the intern, does do they add to your workload? Do they help? I mean, do you prepare formal lessons do they follow you around to rehearsals or what more often than not feel like they reduce our workload mostly if i don't have anything planned for them they can just shadow uh, and i'll check in with them periodically to make sure that they're still getting some value out of the the experience of whatever it is we're doing right now whether it's designing a fight or teaching actors or whatever um i have not prepared that many formal lessons uh quite frankly uh, mostly I'm sort of modeling uh, after how I learned with you guys, which was uh, largely just shadowing and absorbing information as we went along. Uh, I feel like our first round of interns, we realized that we could probably stand to uh, create more of a structure in order to be a little more efficient uh, with our time with our interns. Uh, And so we're starting to look into that. But oftentimes, it's also very, very handy to have an intern around like a, like a B unit, essentially. Uh, you know, I'm going to work with these actors. Uh, we can really be more efficient with our time if you can work with these actors on these things, uh, if, particularly if we've had some time to prepare uh, those sorts of things, or I'm, I'm confident that the things that I want my intern to work on with these actors is something that, uh, that I know that we've, we've trained them in already and, and, and make sure that they're prepared to, to handle that. How much authority does an intern under you have to, say, give an actor a note or come up with choreography or discuss something with the director, perhaps in your absence, or with you there? How much autonomy do your interns have? Over the course of an intern's journey, uh, they will get increasing authority based on where we feel they are, based on our confidence Mm -hmm. and their abilities. Uh, I like to make sure that I give them a little more authority uh, give them what uh, what authority they uh, I feel that they've earned or that they uh, can handle to to make sure that when when we set them loose that they are ready. I think they need to gain experience uh, throughout their internship so that they're not just thrust out into the deep end uh, once we've said they're ready and and have not had a chance to actually do this or that up until then. All four of you guys decided to intern before you struck out on your own. How will you know when you're ready? I don't I don't think I'm ever going to be able to say like today is the day I am ready. Um I mean I'm 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 booked to choreograph a couple fights in the next couple months for uh for companies like Steep and Jackalope, but I'm still like it's still it for me it's still going to be like with Rick and uh, Vic being like, hey, so am I doing this right? Should I be doing this? Uh, or did this happen? What what steps should I take? Um, right. I think that's an important thing to remember is the, the relationship doesn't end when you strike out on your own. Just because the internship is over doesn't mean you lose all that resource and that relationship that right. you've built up. You know? Right. Yeah, I can attest to that yeah. too, definitely. When I graduated from college in 2016, I was like, yes, I want to be a fly choreographer, but I was like, I had done film, um, 
I'd done film. I was I'd done acting for theater. I've had fight choreographers choreograph my shows, but I didn't know the other side. How to deal with this responsibility? You know, um, you know, how, what do you choreograph beforehand? Do you uh, have an idea and then you come to the the space and understand what the abilities of the actors are and then incorporate their ideas with um, with what you're choreographing. So uh, to to me, that's kind of what I what it, what I wanted to gain from the internship and honestly that's is what I am gaining from the internship for me uh I'm what I'm hoping to get out of the company I'm kind of hoping that it, like if I just stick around long enough they'll give me a job but uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I was also really attracted to and why I, I wanted to get from the company which I really feel like I have is like there's more than one way to do stage combat and getting to go to R&D would be like, no, there are other ways you can do it, and it's still safe, and it still tells a story, and it still uh, is good uh, allusions to it was very beneficial, and especially because of uh, the way the program is set up at uh, Columbia College, they have good stage combat classes that can teach you to be a stage combatant, but none of them really teach you how to be a choreographer which is different from being somebody who knows how to fight to being knowing how to design a fight so getting to do r&d and watch how they can do like just from the beginning process of you know going to the production meetings and being in rick's backyard and trying to make a fight is really beneficial (laughs) figuring out like how do we tell this story and how do we actually design a fight for this but learning about here's how to think about making a fight and how to tell a story with it was very beneficial and I love every time we get to do it. One of the uh, nice things too about having done this kind of mentorship program is so to kind of have a network now of different people that I can run things by so that even when I'm working on something by myself, it's like, you, you know, I can call Vic and be like, Vic, like, what, is, what does this mean? And like, you know, things like that. So it's, I've, I found that to be really helpful as well. How hard is it to transition from, or do you think it will be to transition from people viewing you as an intern to take that next step in terms of how other people view you? Interestingly, uh, it's kind of been a natural progression. And if you can walk into the room and be like, I am the fight choreographer, I am the violence designer, I am here to design your violence, I've got your back, I'm going to keep you safe, and I'm going to make this look awesome, then people are willing to hop aboard your little violence design boat. <laughs> Go with it. You know, that's when people use intern pejoratively, I think they're not affording that position and that person the respect that they probably do deserve. And I think that's one thing that is huge to remember if you're going to take on an intern or a protege or whatever you call it, just don't, for my sake, don't call it a mentee. I, <laughs> it, it, it's one of the words that just fingernails on a chalkboard to me. Protege oh, yeah. would, be, would be the opposite of mentor. I like apprentice. That one's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, apprentice, just not mentee. I like Padawan learner. That's one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that one's good. Nailed it. Yeah, I think so, I used apprentice actually uh, when I first started. Uh, I wasn't quite sure about the word intern, and possibly because of the sort of uh, pejorative association with it. Right. But I, I much preferred apprentice right. uh, for a while. You need to go with journeyman, if, uh, journeyman you know, yes. like the unions, right? Because yeah, that sounds absolutely. like someone that's got some skills, and you know, <sighs> a journeyman she on a journey. Under R&D choreography. <laughs> telling you that sounds good all right there's anything you'd like to add no just i'd recommend uh either becoming a mentor or being a apprentice uh, not a mentee uh to pretty much anyone especially in you know fight choreography violence design world just because there's so much that you can't learn from a book and that you can't learn 
you know, even from a YouTube video, you need to be able to feel things in your body. You need to have someone who's like, I'm going to shove you now. Here you go. This is what that feels like. Um, and I just think that helps immensely. And it also helps with communication. And um, yeah, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Awesome. Thanks I would also it. recommend that as well, uh, because it, it is good to mentor under somebody who gets a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um because if they do a lot of work, you get to see how they work in different environments. And you also get mm. more connections. Uh, one of the first shows I, I helped out with an internship, uh, if I was not in school, because they asked me, this, the director asked me if I was still in school, she would have offered me a job to understudy. And wow. had I been doing this by myself, I could not have gotten those opportunities. Uh, so right. it's, if you get somebody who works regularly, works in the community, you get to meet a lot more people. There were people... Uh, who did the Scottish play, who remembered me, and I totally didn't remember them at all. I was like, oh, you know who I am? Oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, so it is very beneficial uh, to study under someone. And also, like, just learning that there are different ways of doing stuff from the way you originally right. maybe have learned it, and expanding your horizon instead of being uh, stuck into this very niche, like, this is the way I do it because this is the way I learned it, and I don't know any other way. Right. Broadens your imaginations because if you know, like there, there's with a, with a lot of like productions too. Like everyone, everyone like Nick saying that follows uh, SAFD, right? Because that's the predominant like kind of association right now in Chicago organization. It's, it's very important to like broaden your horizons so that you can you know kind of see things from a different perspective. That is not like it's just different thing because otherwise we're just going to have the same same fights over and over and over again. Okay, great. I'm seeing stage combat. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. Thanks so much to all the, the panelists today, Victor, Bayona, and <laughs> Choreography, and Almanya and Chloe, and Nick. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. We love you, you, David. You. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks again to my guests for coming on and taking time to talk with me. As is normal with most of my interview episodes, this one went on almost twice as long as the recording you heard tonight on the podcast, and that entire uncut video footage is available on the Patreon site at patreon.com forward slash violence design lab. There you can support the podcast with a recurring monthly donation or a one-time gift that really helps me uh, keep everything going. Well, that does it for this episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, and if you don't, I'm not sure why you listen this long, please do let others know about it. Share it on social media, do a text broadcast, or even, you know... Tell your friends through honest-to-God human interaction. This podcast is entirely supported by the generosity of you, the listeners. And you'll notice there are no ads or corporate sponsorships. So, so do help me out on Patreon if you have a chance, or go to iTunes and give me a review and some stars. Until next week, keep the fights on stage and peace in your life. David, out. Thanks for listening to the Violence Design Lab podcast. For more tips, tutorials, and downloadable resources, visit us at violencedesignlab.com. 